welcome to Let Me Know How It Is, a pop culture podcast about TV, movies, comics, and all things geek. We're talking shows within shows today. I'm Zach Slater. I'm Frank Melman. This is Tommy Smith-Arenes. And I'm Clifton. So I, I say this every week. It's it, Our conversation is exactly what it sounds like. We're talking about like TV shows within other TV shows, but we're not limiting to that. It just sounded better. And we could put it into a in, in a box night neatly that way. But, you know, I mean, we'll, we'll do like comics within shows or movies or whatever, you know, just media within media, I guess, is is really, truly what it is we're talking about. So, um, Frank, this is your idea, though. So what 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 made you come up with it? Uh, basically, I just I, I've always liked the idea of um, and sometimes it's handled better. And sometimes it's not the idea of a, of a show within a show or a show within a movie or a movie within a movie or a comic within a movie. I think sometimes they get it really, they, they do a really good job. And I mean, they, the, the nebulous, they mm. um, getting it done right. But as, as, a, as a concept, I always think it's fun to play with. Mm. So that was basically it. I just thought that was, that was all it was for me. It was just like, Oh yeah, there's, there's more of them, you know? And when I started really digging into it, I'm like, well, there's a lot more than I thought. So I thought that, that we could have a good discussion about, some of our favorite ones. Okay. Well, start us off. Why don't you go ahead? Uh, sure. I had one of my favorite ones, or one of the ones I, that I that I enjoyed quite a bit was. Um, I always enjoyed Pawnee Today from Parks and Recreation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Which, if you're uh, if, if you're unfamiliar with Pawnee Today, it was hosted by uh, Joan Calamezzo, played by um, yes. Played by what's her name, um, Mo Collins. Mo Collins, she's fantastic. Um, it's basically like if you've ever lived in a semi-small town, or even like if you're your, your local, you know, your local um, NBC or ABC, whatever your local affiliate is, they have some version of like a. It's not a get up in the morning show. It's more like a you know, you know, hey noon or you know, how's it going lunchtime, whatever for for <laughs> wherever you live. Um, and this is what this show is within Parks and Recreation. And, and, and Mo Collins is just great because her character is a mess. Like she's just like, she's either drunk or high or both or, you know, and she's always, she's always just given the business to, um, to Leslie Nope. <laughs> and it's great. <laughs> I mean, it's one of those things where like everyone knows what a mess she is, but at the same time, she has the air about her that she's far better than Leslie Nope in every, in every, in, in, you know, in every you know, indication or every, any moment. And it's just great to watch their interactions because, mm. you know, full well, Leslie's going to be, you know, Something's going to go bad for her. So I, I, I'm a huge fan of, of, of Pawnee today. I know Tommy's familiar with it. Oh, yeah. That and um, what's, the, what's up with Purd? Purd yeah. happened. <laughs> yes. That's a good yeah. one, too. Yeah, that almost made yeah. me. That almost made me. I love Purd, but at the same time, yeah. um, you heard with Purd. That's what it is. You heard with Purd. That's what it is. Yes, yeah. Yeah. That one's also Parks and Rec. Yeah. Also Parks oh, and Rec. Yeah. yeah. It's another, it's another, um, another, you know, a show within the show. Or, or oh yeah, because it's a show, right? It's his, it's his talk show. Oh yeah, but hers is the one that I like the most because because when I in, my, in the small town that I lived in Texas, they had a, um, you know, like a good. I think it was like good. They had a song, the Beatles song, "Good Day Sunshine." It was their theme, <laughs> and it was always like, "Hey, we're going to talk to so and so from the local zoo," and it was. But the person obviously was not drunk or high while they were doing their their okay. interview. So not that I could tell that you know of, not that I know of. So. <laughs> <laughs> They may very well have been, but yeah, it's, I highly, again, I highly recommend Parks and Rec now that I've seen it all, but that, that particular show for me is, is fantastic. Yeah. You're going to co-sign on this stuff, Tommy? Oh, no, 100% <laughs> so. I love okay. how that show, um, 
they they brought in other characters that were uh, uh small time celebrities or mm-hmm. or what what's or, or what's the uh, what's Sweetums um CEOs things of that nature. Oh, Paul Rudd. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Political candidates would go on there and talk their uh, uh, positions, mm-hmm. or heck, even former porn stars would be on that show. Yeah, it was just insane. One of the best ones is one with Andy Samberg. Yes, yes, where she hits on him. Yeah, he's the he's the the pest control guy for the, the the county or for the for yeah for the city. Yes, yeah, just it's it's one of my favorite ones with with her in in that episode. Samberg's just great. So, oh, uh, the one I like the most is what the Gotcha TV, where she's like, <laughs> right. uh, that's all she does. <laughs> it's yes, just, it's where she surprised you with information that you didn't know about mm-hmm. to blindside you. Yeah, no, that that's a great that's a great example. Thank you. Who else has got one? I got one, and okay. then and it's it's from a show that I didn't particularly care for too much. Oh, okay. but I know one of the people on here loved that show. Oh yeah, and okay. it was yeah, it was it was two time on yeah. Home Improvement. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. Uh, it, uh, half the show was dedicated to what he do on Tool Time, right. and then how he would deal with it, and what he do with Al. Mm-hmm. But basically, Tool Time was just an instructional show on Home Improvement in which. It showed how adept or, or terrible he is with um, home improvement. Mm-hmm. Right. And it was st- extended to his home life. Tool time. Yeah. I always thought it was a way for Tim Allen to get applause on a show that he wouldn't get applause on. Ah. Because they, <laughs> he was used to being a stand-up, so therefore having a live audience. I mean, I don't know. Was that show shot before a live audience or not? Or was it fake yeah. applause? Was it? Okay. Yeah. When they cut away, When they cut away to the audience for the tool time segments of the show that mm. they do, Though that's the actual studio audience. Okay, good. I wasn't sure it was like okay. a because I thought they looked like the dog pound from Arsenio Hall, where like they were separate, <laughs> like like they were separate, and then the studio audience was like behind the cameras. But yeah. no, that was the actual audience. Yeah. Okay, I wasn't sure. Yeah. I, I forget. It's been a while. So. Yeah. No, that's a good one. Not on my list. Not on my no, list. What? But yeah, that's a fun wow. one. Wow. Yeah. That was that's not on your one. list. No, not on my list at all. That's crazy. Okay. No, it's funny yeah, because it's like because I forget that that's an interesting one though because it's like the 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 star of the show is also the star of the show within the show. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you know what yes. I mean? And I think so I think that's why it didn't register to me because right. it's like I just think of it as like part of the episode. But no, I mean it's like that's the that's the clip that's supposed to be what the audience is watching on TV yeah. in that universe. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> right. Yeah. But it's yeah. but it's so but it's so fleshed out, right? To the point that you've you've already pushed it in your head as something that was almost a show in itself, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Now you're thinking of Danny Tanner on Good Morning San Francisco. Ah, that was <laughs> my oh. next Yeah, that was wake my up, next example. Yes. Wake up San Francisco. Wake up San Francisco. Up San Francisco. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That was another one. Yeah. That was also on my list. Yeah. Really? That was on your list too, because that's another one that, that I missed. But yeah, no, it's, it's also yeah. but, but now that you brought it up, Full House has a bunch. <laughs> yes, they do. Because there, there was, a, point, yes, there was a moment where I started realizing I was like, oh wow, like the entire household is into is in show business. Yes, right. Like, and then so it was like Wake Up San Francisco. San Francisco was the thing, but then it was like what else? Uh, Joey was um 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 Ranger Joe. On the Ranger yes. Joe show mm-hmm. <laughs> that yes. he did. Right, with the woodchuck. Right. Then he and Jesse were the rush hour renegades when they had their radio show. No oh boy. Yeah. Like like afternoon drive radio <laughs> yeah. show. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Hey, See you guys you guys are picking up all 
All the ones I missed. Good See, job. There's, there's, there's so much more than you thought. Yeah. There's so much more. Yeah. But that was just one that had like, what, three incarnations or three different examples of it? At least three. I'm just I'm off the top of my head. I'm, there may have been more. There very well may have been more in that show. But mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that was my push. Yeah. I, I remember Tool Time. But no, Tool Time. Tool Time's a really good one, though, I think. Because mm-hmm. it, it was, yeah. um, you know. Uh, it was the solution of problems at times mm-hmm. was the cause of problems at times it was you know an escape and you know an avenue for for guest stars and stuff like that to appear on the show that you know yep like george foreman or like the blue angels or whatever <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah yeah right. yeah mm-hmm. i liked it because it made it tangible it didn't make like when tip cards brought like celebrities in the past it'd be weird like mm-hmm. like what they did with ex- on extras. Oh yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I forget what's yeah when they brought him on from um gosh I forget, I, I remember the episode so distinctly but I forget the example that they used. What's his name from Coldplay? Yes, it was like he's on the show. That'd be mental. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Chris Martin yes. on uh, yes. Chris Martin. Yes. yes. When uh, the whistle blows, I think uh, was the name of the sitcom, the fake sitcom in extras. Yes. Yes. <laughs> That's a great one. Yes. Tommy, that I didn't think of that I should have gotten was that yeah. one. So yes, good. you should have. Wow. <laughs> that just, one's so yeah. good. I love that Thank one so you. much too. Yes. Oh, it's one of my favorite favorite Ricky Gervais bits is that is that whole when he gets that sitcom. <laughs> and it's he's famous and it just it just it, it, it he hates it because yeah. <laughs> it's all oh, he hates it yeah, yeah. it's everything he hates about about that aspect of the show of like being famous and being you know for famous for that so but yeah it's it's mental <laughs> it's <laughs> it mental there, yeah. yeah the chris martin for coldplay is there at a warehouse yeah. in wiggum yes <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank you clifton you're right yeah playing yes, the grand uh, piano for some reason right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. for some reason yeah Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of which because there's a lot of different ways we can go from from the stuff that we brought up. Are there any more sitcoms within sitcoms? Oh, oh definitely. I'm, sh- oh, I'm sure there we is. We can think of. Oh okay. yeah. Let me get one. Good. Yeah. Psycho Dad, Married with Children. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, I love that bit where uh, yeah. where Al just watches that. You see how crazy <laughs> that could get, mm-hmm. even at a, a lead in song. Mm-hmm. We never saw the show. Except never from saw the our show. Never saw mm-hmm. the show. Saw saw the actor that was yes. that was playing the guy, but we mm-hmm. never saw him as Psycho Dad. So was no. I forget was Psycho Dad some we, the actor was it someone famous or just some guy? It, it it ended up just being some guy because they did the the two parter where it's being taken off the air. Ah. And and Al goes with no ma'am to go to go down to to Congress <laughs> to go to bring it back <laughs> testify before con- Congress to get it back. Yes, okay. Um, and and Al's testimony prompts the actor to go on and be like, "I'm retiring from the show." Mm, okay, <laughs> right, right, yeah. Okay. Oh, it's a great episode, Psycho Dad. Oh, it yeah. is. <laughs> Thinking about it, there is like a whole subset of shows that is. Like there's shows about shows, shows about fictional shows, mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and the, the tool time on on Home Improvement falls kind of into that. Um, mm-hmm. But then you've got, uh, I mean, Dick Van Dyke show, even the Alan sure. Brady show, because yeah. he was yes. the, the character yeah. that that Rob Petrie played was a writer for a mm-hmm. comedy show with other writers. Thirty Rock uh, is a mm-hmm. show about a sketch comedy show. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Muppet Show was a show about a, yeah. <laughs> yes, was yes, a show about yes. a show. 
Right. Right. Like they're putting on the Muppet show, but we're watching it. Plus all the behind the scenes stuff that goes into them making this puppet show with puppets. But yeah, like that's super meta when it comes down Mm. to it. Yeah. Yeah. Because we're watching a fake behind the scenes show about puppets, putting on a show starring puppets. Yeah. Right. Well, to me, that's just like the Larry Sanders show. Yeah. Larry Sanders. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, That's another one. Yeah. I remember like like as a kid like not getting Muppet Show. Mm. <laughs> really like like not Aww. like I just like I didn't get I didn't get the the gag. Um cuz I grew cuz Muppet Babies was like my first love. Okay. Before, right. And that's ah, where I knew okay. the characters from before 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 the Muppets themselves, but I would see that in syndication too. Mm. And I was like just just starting to get into Star Wars and I remember the the Mark Hamill episode where he's on as Mark Hamill and as Luke Skywalker. And I was like, what is going on? <laughs> like, <laughs> yep. What is happening here? Yep. I'm so confused. All good ones. Wow. Yeah. None, none of these on my list. <laughs> <laughs> didn't, oh, really? didn't recall not- any of these. No, not one. Oh, wow. Not one. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, then there's this stuff. Well, does SNL count? It's not count as a. No, I mean, that's just a yeah, sketch one. comedy show. Yeah. The only thing that like, I can think like of, like Wayne's that, World, that's the example. Right. That, that's that was, example okay, yeah. I would say no because yes. we don't see SNL. Like, there's no universe of SNL where they're sitting around watching Wayne's World. True. Okay, no, you're right. You're True. right. You're no, definitely I, right. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good rule of thumb there, Clifton. That makes sense. Okay, no, I I, I conceded that. But I do love Wayne's World, but how, and the movies are great. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Another one that came on my purview was a uh, mock trial with Judge Reinhold on Arrest Development. Okay. <laughs> I never, I've not watched a whole lot of Arrested Development, so I'm actually not familiar with this one. Okay. Well, basically, it's a parody of Judge Judy at the time that it was created. Okay. But they basically, the Blues went on that show. They used, it was like supposed to be a pilot for a future show, but they used it to run their legal defense against the SEC <laughs> to see if it worked on that fake show, okay. which makes it even more funnier. But no, yeah. Mock trial with Judge Reinhold on Judge T or Justice TV, but no, it was it's funny because Judge Reinhold being his first name's Judge was a play off that as well. Right, right, <laughs> yeah. But one that I didn't really see because I'm not a huge Seinfeld fan was didn't he get a show called Jerry? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. In which didn't they have cast members that were similar to Kramer, George, and Elaine on that show? Yes. Yeah, no, no. It was he was a hundred percent like. Like they were characters on the show he was writing with George, right? Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. I and I think I think if if you go back and watch, I think that season, my my feeling I think is they're they're experimenting a little bit with serialization, a bit. Because okay. I feel like if you watch those episodes, those episodes are pretty strongly, like, the show will always reference past things here and there, but I but like that episode, those that those seasons were like very tightly like. Like we're seeing the progression of the show and you're seeing meetings through multiple episodes, you know, and like, and, and we're, you know, we're in casting and now we're, we're going to shoot the pilot and, you know, stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. Fun though. Jeremy mm-hmm. Piven play is cast as George. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, no, that's a fun one too. Yeah. I mean, it actually very strong season. I think, I think, I think that show is very, very funny in, in, in those spots. Yeah. Again, missed that one. Wow. <laughs> wow. These are all your favorite shows. Like are, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. I would have thought for sure you would have had these. Nope. Not a one. Hon- honest to goodness. 
honest to goodness. Part of me want, want, wants to like to, you know, uh, um, just put an end to everybody's curiosity and just say one that was on my list, but I kind of want to keep going until, <laughs> until you until guys you name to? one that I'm like, no, I thought of that one. Ah, until we guess one? Oh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm surprised you didn't mention one of them. That's what, that's what I was like, yeah, I could do a list of the stuff that you like based upon that topic. Yeah. So you want me to go? Should I, should, should I, should I, I blurt one out? Sure. Okay. Please. Um, I thought of uh, Darkwing Duck in the uh in the in the 2017 DuckTales the most recent one that just wrapped up okay yeah that was yeah that was right? yeah mhm cuz that was an interesting one because i don't think uh, i think everybody certainly was expecting darkwing duck to pop in as a guest star at some point but i don't think we were expecting it to be a tv show mm-hmm. that launchpad fanatically watched right <laughs> yeah no. right yeah um like a fictional thing in their universe we expected it to just be a normal piece of their universe yeah they definitely made some weird choices with that one along the way that's a very weird choice i think and uh um me personally i think while it did produce some great episodes i think you know when when darkwing does show up and they do play with it um i think all those episodes are still are very very strong but it's like it, it it feels a little like I didn't need this. Like you didn't need to explain <laughs> to me in some whacked out way as to like how he how he exists. I'm perfectly I'm perfectly fine thinking, oh, he's in that city over there and that's what this guy's doing. Right. Like that's all that's that's the only explanation I needed. Was that it's, <laughs> it's the next town over. Right. And I was fine with it. Yeah. I didn't need I didn't need you to get clever with it, you know? Yeah. No, but I like the fact of that that's how we get Negaduck. I like to me. It was it was a long way of getting an established villain being the villain. Right. That makes sense. I never felt it was an explanation for a Darkwing, but more so along the lines of his his nemesis who used to be Darkwing. I agree with you there. I think I think it is a fantastic origin for Negaduck. Yes. I think the rest of the Darkwing rogues, which are awesome, also by the way, I say that with not an ounce of irony. <laughs> I like I mm-hmm. put yeah. Darkwing's rogues, you know. You know, you get Batman, you get Superman, Flash, all those guys. But, very, you know, I, honestly, I think Darkwing would be in my top 10 list of, of best bad yeah. guys. I think so for sure. And it's like the rest of them don't get the same love that way. Right. Because they are all characters on a show now. And so it's okay. like, right. You know what I mean? And then there's an episode yeah. where like where you see all of those characters and it's like, like just by nature, like they can't get that same love because their characters. <laughs> yeah, well, right? I see. I just saw it as a huge parody from Spider-Man and Batman, you know? Well, yeah, and yeah. And I think I think that I think that's what makes them so strong is that yeah, they they are standing on the shoulders of of like other great characters in other things. You know? Mhm. But um yeah. So that was that was like one of the ones that came to me pretty quickly was I was thinking about that one. Okay. Well, it reminds me, now that you said that, I didn't think this at all. But based on what you like, it gave me an idea. Mm. The Grey Ghost from Batman animated series. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, another one definitely. that, that em- embarrassingly late I thought of. <laughs> I, thought, I thought of when we were getting, honestly, honestly when, 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 we were getting, when we were getting ready to record, I jotted this uh-huh. down like a few moments ago, like, oh, Grey Ghost. And Frank, yes. I think you said Grey Ghost as an example <laughs> last week 
when, right. yes. when, I, when I was yes. like, what do you mean when mm-hmm. you're saying shows within the show is a topic? And, oh, yeah. <laughs> and Absolutely. I still forgot yeah. until moments ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But to me, it was that and Baby Doll. Baby Doll was also. Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. I forgot well. about yeah. that yeah. one. Yeah. 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 But, but Great Ghost was one. Like, that was early on in. In mm-hmm. Batman the animated series, right? Mm-hmm. What season was yeah. that? Do you happen to remember Zach or Frank? That's probably one. I think so. Yeah, because season like one was, was yeah. long. I mean, season one it was something like you know, forty episodes or something that. I mean, yeah. If 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 not more. And like yeah. just I just remember being blown away like when I was younger and watching the show the first time around, that like all the levels of that one because it was a lot of stuff that they were doing that again has since become you know, kind of standard in TV, kind of standard in our stories, but like they brought back Adam West. Right. To yeah. voice yes, a character yes. that's like a, like a proto Batman-ish character. Cause the premise is that there was this character called Grey Ghost that young Bruce Wayne watched on TV that instilled in him the principles of being a hero, like something to look up to. He saw in this mm-hmm. fictional character. Right. And then, and then the real, then the actor, <laughs> Mm-hmm. In the the fictional actor that plays the fictional Grey Ghost is is in peril, and Bruce Wayne, Batman at this point, you know, has to interact with him. And I just remember being like blown away when I realized it was Adam West. I was like, oh, like like from the '60s show, because again, this was at a time when the '60s show '66 Batman was definitely not no. forefront in any comic fan's mm-hmm. mind. Right, we're right after '89 Batman, where like you know it's taboo to even talk about 66 Batman. Yep. Like, how dare you talk about this ridiculous thing? And, and for them to like basically show a tribute with love to it at that point in time and bring back Adam West and give Adam West this awesome character in this show. Like there's mm-hmm. so many levels to it that make it so great. That one. No, I'm, I'm with you. It was, that was like my first experience with like an Easter egg. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And also, like, kind of another, like, another fun one, because it's like that one is, is the, the, the plot of that one is the bad guy who's voiced by Bruce Tim, incidentally, right, <laughs> is mm-hmm. mimicking his entire thing off of an episode of The Grey Ghost. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, there's so many layers to, to what it is that they're doing. And, and honestly, I think that, you know, I mean, in, in the comics, it's it's you know it's always zorro zorro is the movie that that the waynes are coming from uh when they're killed in crime alley right right. it just seems very much like kind of like a rights thing that like we can't do zorro so let's think of something else and then and then they made this this like this wonderful thing (laughs) you know in 22 minutes right but uh, but the other example that I, i spoke about from that series was baby doll right i like the creepiness of it of of you get what would happen to a child actor that never grew up and looked like a kid? Yeah, end up yep. becoming psych- psychotic, basically. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That that the depth of that is just disturbing, but uh, it, it felt truthful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, not in her image, of course, but just the way she manipulated stuff to make it to make her get over on people. You know. Mm. Yeah, I was gonna go back to that one because I just saw somebody tweet recently within the past week about the baby doll episode mm-hmm. and, and the premise of the tweet was that they were basically running like like the whatever was on that saturday morning before it or the daytime <laughs> cartoon right. before it and then running the synopsis of that episode i found the tweet tweeted from someone named daniel dockery and it just says 
Now on Fox Kids, it's Eek the Cat. And after that, a former child star grapples with a physical condition that keeps her from ever growing up and forces her into a state of psychosis that shatters her ability to process reality. Wow. And then Bobby's World. (laughs) <laughs> wow they sandwiched that between eek the cat and bobby's world they may very well have, but yeah i mean wow. it ran in their normal blocks so wow it was in amongst those shows at that time if not specifically but like shows like those so that, that's a that made large me laugh. demographic yeah there's some brady bunch references in there too like mm-hmm. kind of like nods too because like that was one of the one of the things that that canceled Baby Doll was they brought in a cousin character as a as a new character. <laughs> yeah, right. it was a, was an obnoxious little brat that nobody liked, yeah. and then the ratings fell, and then that's what canceled Baby Doll. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, those are good ones too. I'm gonna stick with Batman really quick too, just because I, I I had I had more broadly like not specific shows, but I just had like like the news mm-hmm. in in Batman stuff because they had like Gotham Insider on there, and it was like when we got like Summer Gleason. Right. Um, uh, yeah. Which which I thought was was um, a nice kind of kind of like world building aspect of it, too, which was like really kind of like I just found myself stuck on like on what these shows mean for world building mm-hmm. as far as that. But when I hit Gotham Insider, then Dark Knight Returns came into came to mind. And because there's all those like panels that are cutaways of like, you know, talk shows and the news and like man on the street stuff and everything. And I really, really love how, how it's just so efficient. He's telling so many, so much story, like, like those little panels are doing so much because it's like, it's setting up the world and it's setting up um, the situation and it's, but it's also like commenting on, on political things and social issues. And it's also, you know, and he's flexing like farce muscles you know, in there while also like introducing like Dr. Uh, Waltham, who mm-hmm. is going to be a character that we see, you know, in chapter three when the Joker comes back. Right. You know what I mean? It's like there's there's so much happening. I just love all of those aspects to to, to that book. No, it's very deeply thought out. Yeah. No, I, I didn't even think about it on that level, but you're definitely right. And I didn't even bring up the David Letterman clone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yeah, no. yes, David, yeah. Endoc- David Endocrine, right? Yeah, David yeah. Endocrine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Which when when I when I heard the the synopsis for Joker, the the Joaquin Phoenix movie, mm-hmm. and I heard that like Robert De Niro was playing a host, I'm like, please tell me Robert De Niro's is playing David Endocrine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, please tell me you got. Right. I'm like that. Like uh, like I'm a little Easter egged out in general as right. far as my movies and and comics and geek stuff go but like but that's one i would have appreciated right right sure. oh my god i would have yeah. really liked. yeah yeah then the other big comic of the same time watchmen mm-hmm. also mm-hmm. has its own story within story which is black freighter yeah oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. that's one i thought of as well yeah and and, yeah. and that one you know we've seen some versions of over the years i think they did mm-hmm. an animated black freighter segment to go along with the Zack snyder watchmen right yeah, to go along with the yeah, yeah, the two thousand nine ish. Yeah, yeah, and I mean the comic. I mean that's presented as as a comic within a comic book that you know our kid at the newsstand is reading throughout the the twelve issue mm-hmm. maxi series. And I remember Alan Moore's some of his thinking at the time was that, like in a world full of actual superheroes, that superheroes wouldn't be the dominant medium in comic books. 
Right. So that's why he yeah. made the, the like what would have been the popular comic a pirate comic because because mm. they have superheroes, so they wouldn't right. be as popular in comic books in that world. But as it goes, like it serves as a you know as as foreshadowing basically throughout the whole book of what it what the Black Raider represents and who the characters in it represent. That I mean, you don't get the first time, but as you go through, you start to figure it out. Like once you get to the end. And again, I mean, kind of like, like Dark Knight Returns, like it's just interesting what they were doing with that, with the stories within stories at that point in comics more than, more than before. Yeah. And that definitely becomes a thing that is done over and over and over again. Once that's done in, in uh, Watchmen, Mm -hmm. the idea of a story within a story, as well as like the, the notes and all that other stuff, that stuff becomes, you know, part and parcel of comics for a long, long time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So now. What do you mean? What do you mean, Frank? Oh, just the idea of like, there's going to be like, uh, for example, um, the last time I saw it, like recent, granted it's done, you know, it's done in a Watchmen style, but Doomsday Clock had, um, Nathaniel Dusk was like one of the stories that like was a story that was going on about the PI that was a character mm-hmm. that was originally in a comic by himself by, uh, I think Gene Colan did the art, but I can't remember who wrote it. Can't remember, but okay. it was, but it was a character that was basically like in, in, within the world of Doomsday Clock, it was, um, an actual like serialized like uh PI piece kind of like uh, um you know like um like something from Dashiell Hammett you know okay. one of those mm. it's one of those type okay. of uh, PIs it's so. like a hard boiled detective story inside a superhero comic book yes yeah okay that they're that they're experiencing or watching right but that was t- but also tied into the plot so it was okay one yeah, of those yeah. Where, right I remember now like just as you guys were thinking as as you were talking about this like it it the challengers of the unknown and new frontier kind of is, is, I mean, like those are actually the adventures that are going on, but the, their chapter, their, not their whole chapter actually, because their origin you're seeing happening like before your eyes. But once they're formed as a team, you're seeing the adventures they go on, like presented as newsreels Mm, that people are watching in the movie theaters. And I thought, and I actually like, like just one of the many things that, impresses me about that book is also like how he's able to like to make his drawings appear to feel like they're a black and white newsreel from like 1957 mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what i mean oh, yeah. like yeah yeah that's a good one too i didn't think about that one going back to animation mm-hmm. um i'm surprised no one mentioned the one the rest adventure show oh yeah oh yeah from venture brothers because that's that's his whole background being on a fake show or what but it had real exploits based upon what they went through it was to me it was always weird cause i didn't know what they filmed was fake or real based upon how he grew up right because they never divided the two but when billy Quizboy always mentioned uh rusty venture being a young adventure that he watched grow up i was like in my head is was it real or mm-hmm. was it shot to depict what he did i, mm-hmm. I never understood if he was a uh actor or or its exploits were just filmed for people to see. Like that's an aspect of the show that honestly I forget about all the time until they until they remind <laughs> me of that. Okay. Like like I just yeah. remember like like you know he always just just comes off to me as just sort of like like a scientist that had his heyday and now is and now is this. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I forget that he was he was like a child adventurer like his like his kids are. Yes. <laughs> You right. know, now, Except yeah. they don't, they're not yeah they they don't have a camera, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's Young Justice. Fire away. What do you mean? <laughs> Hello, Megan. 
Of course. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> she 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 makes her whole personality based upon an old show that her peers would barely remember. Mm-hmm. And as a result of it, uh, it's a show that uh, Beast Boy's uh, family was involved with. Yeah. Yeah, that she caught old, uh, I guess, uh, reruns, and that's what she con- that she made her old image into. It's apparently a very popular show on Mars. Yeah, <laughs> yes, <laughs> it would yes. Get the broadcasts yes. eventually mm-hmm. from Earth. Yeah. What was interesting about it though, too, is that like you don't know it's a show. You don't know that she's referencing a show, right? For yeah. eighteen episodes, whatever it is, yeah, or when you're like, good oh, way into season one, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then for that to be sort of like the linchpin for, for like, you know, a major, you know, well-known DC heroes origin, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, the, the, the connective tissue that hello Megan has in the young justice universe to, to just the DC universe at, at, at large right. is, is huge. Yeah, you just think it's a weird catchphrase. She's trying to, mm-hmm. she's trying to push yeah. for the first half of season one. Mm-hmm. She's really into that catchphrase. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, to be that it's a it's a, a, a through line to the Doom Patrol is insane, right? Because yeah. because yeah. I was going to bring up so like I mean the the first one you're talking about Helen Megan it's the fictional like 50s ish 60s ish sitcom that Miss Martian bases her whole fake human ish humanoid identity on, right? Mm-hmm. But they did it again later in the previous season, which was Doom Patrol Go. Yeah, yes, where they, yes, where they yes. again took like the through line with Beast Boy and with um, Rita Farr, who is Elastigirl in DC Universe Doom Patrol, who was supposed to be a supporting character on that fictional Hello Megan show, and gave us uh, like I don't even know what this was like uh, like hallucination show within a show yeah. kind of, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, like a fever yeah, dream yeah. hallucination. Yeah, so not strictly a show within a show, but a parody of the Teen Titans show, Teen Titans Go show. So it was, it's definitely like a a show within a show. But right. yeah, and and I I like just sort of like the production story behind this a little bit because I've seen I've seen Greg Weissman either tweet about it or talk about it on his website where. He was like, he's like, one, they like to introduce like some kind of song every season. Mm-hmm. Right. So like the Hello, Megan theme song was the one for season one and everything. But he's like, we needed a song for season three. So that's when we did the, the right. The Doom Patrol song. Right. <laughs> right. Um, but he was like, but he, he also said that in that period where Young Justice was canceled after season two and season three didn't come out like he was really like. The Teen Titans go guys because they had like the young justice characters like like would pop up for for jokes and and, you know, as like guest spots, air quote guest spots for things. He was like those guys like really helped like kind of keep like young justice in people's memories. Mm. And, and like, you know, when we were still trying to get like it to come back in some way. And so he was like when we came back for season three, they wanted to just sort of like, like kind of like, like homage and kind of say thank you in a way mm-hmm. <laughs> to those guys. And, and, and for it to just sort of like, you know, again, like it makes sense. There there was, there was, there was a plot reasoning for it, right? There's a character reasoning for it with beast boy and, and like it all fit, <laughs> like it all fit, like, like it all fit, fit so wonderfully well together, mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, which makes me think of the other, the other Greg Weissman. Show from the gargoyles, right. the pack, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> yeah, all oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> Which is another 
way he used a uh, a TV show to emphasize a larger uh this time what supervillains they were they were fake on the show but real life they're like a supervillain team that robbed banks and all this other <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> that's yeah. the thing yeah it'd be like if the A team was actually in real life driving around in a van in a van <laughs> <laughs> like Mr T and, and George Papard <laughs> right and just roll up in a van with a black van with a red stripe and you're like what are you doing here <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's like what the pack was like. They were doing their real gimmick in in real life. In real life. <laughs> but I did think of a, another cartoon and another another show. I know Zach was into, so we'll see if it uh, if if he thought of this one. Uh, twenty twelve Nickelodeon Ninja Turtles did it every season with a different fictional yes. show. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yes. that's right. Yep. Yes. No, I didn't remember any of these, but they're <laughs> awesome. They're all awesome. Because the first one was their like their fake version of Star Trek the Animated Series, right? Was that the first yes. one? Yes, mm-hmm. that was the first one. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then second was their fake Thundar. Yes, was that? Oh, yes, yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah. Okay, did yeah, they yeah. have a fake Thundar the Barbarian one? I couldn't remember. They yes, did. they did. Yeah, yeah, no, they did. And the other was a fake Voltron. Mm-hmm. Those yep. are the ones I remember. I just remember that they always used them in as the mechanic to kind of like go along with what the main actual story of the show was. They would get those little things to like kind of tell parallel versions of it. Yeah, it'd always be Leonardo watching the show. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, they were fun. It was fun to see also the, the animation style change because mm-hmm. they would yes. do like 2D animation for it. Right. Um, man, those guys were so good. I mean, just like as far as as far as like the different kind of things that show would do. Um, Cause I'm thinking also just, just as far as like the, the 2d stuff, it's not, it's not another show. Uh, but when, when they did essentially like the, the eighties Ninja Turtle cartoon characters pop up and they do sort of like a turtles forever, like crossover right with those characters. Mm-hmm. And I just liked it to see how you would see the eighties characters in CG in some periods. And then you would see the 2012 turtles and drawn and like, yeah, it was, it all looked so great. Those guys were so awesome. <laughs> but that now I'm curious to see what's on Zach's list. But don't say anything. What was Little <laughs> Butler on your list, Zach? Little Butler? No. Yeah, from Steven yeah. Universe. Little Butler was a parody show that mocked <laughs> Webster and um. What was what was the other show? Um, Mr. Belvedere. Mr. Mr. Belvedere. Yeah, Mr. Uh, Belvedere at at the same time yeah, in which awesome. he just rolls to the. Oh, it's fun. They even have a theme song, and. There's an episode in which Amethyst and Greg like habitually watching like uh, are doing a um back to back episode watch of this fake show called <laughs> Little Butler. It is so funny how the show was depicted, but it that's what they mock at the same time. That's great, Little Butler. Yeah, there's a lot. That's not on your list, Zach. No, it's not on my list. But there's a lot in Steven Universe too because we got Dog Copter. Right. Yes. The movie, yeah. the Dog Copter <laughs> yes. movies, yes. which is yes. apparently based on a on a, on a book series. Yeah. Because when he's watching the movie, he goes like, "Is this was this in the books?" <laughs> 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 like the yes. Yes. Not on your list. And what? And what's? And what's like? What's like the Japanese like anime that he's into? The the like the samurai oh, show. Yeah. Like, I to, what, yeah. I, yeah. I have to look that up. Hold on. Yeah. I, I definitely have to look that up. But I know what you're talking about. Oh man. But no, but yeah, CV Rivers is filled with the two. Yeah. But that, that didn't make your list as well? No, it didn't. It really okay. did. Okay. <laughs> all right, it I'm, really I'm going to go all out. 
there's a big one I think would be on your list. Okay. And that's Itchy and Scratchy. Of course. Yes. Of course. Because, <laughs> yes. So this, okay, so we've now entered the Simpsons portion of the show. Yes. Mm-hmm. Itchy and Scratchy was the idea that, that like, stuck with me. Like, like when, when, when Frank, you pitched the idea, Itchy and Scratchy was the first one. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yep. That's the one. Sure. That's the one. Yeah. Of course. Of course. And again, also, like, like I, I love, I love what it does for the show. There's something fun about this thing that all the kids all love, right? <laughs> right, and mm-hmm. it, and it does feel very much like our own childhood. Somewhere, yeah. you know, that there was this thing that we were, we were all nuts about. Right, like every kid that we knew, we were all nuts about. Yeah, I love that, but I also like that it, you know, it's used as as um as a jumping off point for plots also, mm-hmm. you know, some great episodes, itchy and scratchy movie. Right. Is, is, you know, one of my favorite, one of my favorite episodes ever, you know, when, when Bart's grounded and he's not allowed to see it because Homer's finally going to like, you know, putting his foot down and going to, you know, put boundaries. Yep. <laughs> right. I it's can relate. A, yeah. I can relate to that one. Sure. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I knew that one. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And Frank, we quote it just about every time there's there's some kind of jerk or, or you know, oh, of course, on something that we're watching where it's, you know, like, which one is the mouse? <laughs> Itchy. Itchy. Itchy's, Itchy's a jerk. Itchy's a jerk. <laughs> oh, yeah. For years. Yeah. Oh, my God. For years. Yeah. Yep. No, that's a good one. That was a, that yeah. was a fun, too, from a production angle again, too, because I like I. Man, I don't I don't even remember where I saw this, but it was I was watching some kind of behind the scenes on The Simpsons, and this was the first time I had seen like Foley artists. Mm-hmm. Right? And and I'm I'm gonna try and explain what they what what Foley artists are. Clifton, I might need I might need a spot on this one. Um they're essentially the sound designers, right? That put in the sound effects right. uh uh for for all the stuff that you're watching. And so what, so they're in like a giant like studio where, where the episode or movie that they're, that they're doing sound effects for is playing on the screen and they're out there with like actual props, like making the noise in front of microphones. So they're, so they're like, if they're in a field, they're, they're, they have like a patch of sod, like in Mm -hmm. the studio that they put shoes on and then they're walking on there to do all the footsteps and stuff like that. Like in the olden days at radio, they'd be like clopping the coconuts to make the horses right, exactly galloping. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so they were talking about the Simpsons. The Foley artists were talking about doing the Simpsons, and they were saying how like itching scratchy is the only time that they actually do like cartoon soundy sound effects, mm-hmm. right? Because they're hmm. like because the whole thing for the Simpsons is they want you to kind of forget you're watching a cartoon. Hmm. Right. But it's like, but they're okay with it there. Like, that's when they'll pull out like the zany, like, kind of like Looney Tunes y sounding stuff. Right. Like a slide whistle. Right. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so that always stuck with me. But uh, yeah, Simpsons has a few too, because Itchy and Scratchy is on the Krusty the Clown show. Yes. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Which is also well loved and always looked like a terrible show to me. <laughs> right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's like a grungy Bozo the Clown. Yes, it reminded me so much of of when Nintendo had the animated series when they would do Super Mario Brothers mm-hmm. Monday through <laughs> Thursday, and then Legend of Zelda was on on Fridays. Right, right. And it, 
it always reminded me of the Captain Lou Albano, like live action Mario yep. <laughs> stuff, which like I hated sitting through. I'm like, just give me the cartoon. Like just oh, make right. the whole thing a cartoon. Oh, poor Lou. <laughs> oh, poor Captain Lou. Yep. Yeah. That was the Super Mario Brothers <laughs> Super Show. Oh, <laughs> awesome. I also have uh, Radioactive Man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Um, who's a comic book. Right. Right. But also in one of my favorite all time episodes too, the one where they're making the Radioactive Man movie. That's mm-hmm. a good one. Oh, it's a good uh, one. And then you find that in Simpsons canon, there was also a Radioactive Man 60s television show. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and another one where I love the designs in that where like they, they designed the character to look like the costume looked like an Adam Westy Batman mm-hmm. right. <laughs> just with Radioactive Man. Uh, <laughs> And I mean, if you watch that episode, because it was around, you know, it's not too far from Grey Ghost. I mean, that that is like 100 percent what people thought of Batman 66 at the time, because it's right. a joke. It yeah. is used as as it is a it's a punchline mm-hmm. <laughs> in in that. Um, so, yeah. And that Radioactive Man became an actual comic book, though, right? Yes. Like, yeah. Bongo Comics put Ron yeah. Radioactive oh, yeah. Man for a long time in our for real world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that yeah. one broke out. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And then uh, maybe maybe not as uh, fondly remembered or maybe not as, as regularly remembered, but I also put McBain on my list. Of course. Okay. <laughs> right? oh, yeah, of course. Was that on your guys' list? Did anybody have McBain? I didn't think about it, but now that you mentioned it, I'm like, oh, absolutely. Okay. No, nah, I didn't definitely have McBain. So McBain was like the action series that was that was um, yeah. a, a spoof on Schwarzenegger movies. So mm-hmm. Rainier Wolfcastle, oh, that's who, right. who yeah. was Springfield's Arnold Schwarzenegger, was the star of McBain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I remember there was one clip in there that's like, it's like from McBain 4 or mm-hmm. whatever. And it's like he's at, so they're watching a clip of the movie and it's McBain at at a diner like counter with his partner and his partner's talking about retirement. And he's like, yeah, he's like, yeah, partner got my boat. Finally, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. he's like, you know, uh, getting ready to take my little lady out to Paris. She's been wanting to go for years. And he's like, Paris is very nice this time of year. Right. <laughs> like, like, <you> know? right. <laughs> I'm really going to miss you partner. And then right. a guy like kicks open the door. It just like, <laughs> just like two Uzis and just guns the whole room down. Yep. Right. And of course, McBain's fine, but like his <laughs> his his partner's in a bloody heap there on the floor. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, damn, damn, damn. <laughs> right. Yeah. I love that gag. I remember someone saying there's a clip of all those like shorts, and they made it into a movie, the McBain movie. It might be floating somewhere on YouTube, where they mm. took oh. all those little McBain clips, put them all together, it and out. it's like. One long, <laughs> one long McBain movie or something. It's, it's weird, always Mendoza, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Mendoza, like Mendoza. Yeah, Mendoza. He's always the bad yeah. guy. He's yelling. Yes. yes. <laughs> well, I, I've got one that, I, that. Speaking of like Fox Sunday Night in the animation, okay. um, this one was like it was like the, when I started thinking about um, episodes or shows within shows. I'm like, this is the one that I thought for sure, and it's. Uh, Las Dias y los Noches de Monsignor Martinez from King of the Hill. <laughs> okay. Like, it's, it's basically the novella that Peggy and Hank and Bobby watch is Monsignor <laughs> oh, Martinez. Nice. Where, right. <laughs> where his catchphrase, like, ah. he's, he's a, like, he's, yeah, he's a Catholic, Spanish Catholic priest, right? 
but his, you know, he's, he's, it's, it's a, it's a play on action movies. Cause it's always him, you know, you know, fighting guys and gunning guys down. And it's always his, his catchphrase is via con Dios, mm. <laughs> you know, and it was, it, it was, it was in a lot of episodes. And I think there's even like the actor who plays him actually crosses over sort of with like, there's an episode where he needs Peggy's help for some reason. And it plays off the idea that Peggy's a Spanish teacher who really doesn't know Spanish. So I always said, I always loved that one. The Monsignor mm. Martin, Martinez. I thought that for being, <laughs> especially because again, I've told stories before about living in South Texas and how much like you get those, you would get those, especially in those days when it wasn't like, you know, before satellite or, or, um, you know, internet cable, you would get mm-hmm. those UFH, you know, UF, um, UHF channels where you would get all you would get is Spanish programming. So you would, that would, mm-hmm. you know, it made perfect sense to me that the people of Ireland would watch this show. Right. Yeah. I had a completely different experience with those shows. Mm-hmm. Um, growing up because like because my mom and my grandma and my aunt like legit loved them oh sure <laughs> you know what i mean like, oh, yeah. like they recorded them but they were my they, they were fluent <laughs> spanish speakers so right, they weren't yeah. just yeah. watching the pictures no yeah, yeah no uh, like i mean love them love their right. novellas like, right oh yeah <laughs> yeah yeah well i have that now you know so it's one of those things where, <laughs> you know i see lots of of spanish and portuguese novellas mm-hmm. yep. okay yeah so Huge business. Oh yeah, there's huge yeah, tons. Oh <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely, completely. I forgot too. Really quick, going back to Simpsons, just like all the Troy McClure stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was going to bring that up before yeah. you moved on. You really yeah. like, remember me from and everything? Right. Yeah. 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 Christmas yeah, Ape and <laughs> Christmas Ape goes to summer camp. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yep. As well as yeah. the, the the Planet of the Apes musical. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Doctor Zayus. <laughs> yeah. Chimpanzee, chimpanzee, yep. A to chimpanzee. <laughs> yep, I love you, Doctor oh, Zayos. No. I <laughs> yeah. was wrong. It was Earth all along. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Great stuff. Brings to mind the other Matt Groening stuff he did when Futurama. Yeah. One mm-hmm. is all my circuits. <laughs> right. Or, or, yeah. Where Bender's like yeah, the jerk on the on the fake soap opera. Mm-hmm. With Calculon, and then there's the other one with the um the whole episode. Uh, our engineer all brought it up in length because it's a funny episode. I just can't think of the name of it. Where the show about it parodies um Ally McBeal. Oh, it's in which unma- they never get the f- that one. I love it's, it. Was like unmarried something lawyer. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. In which they have to act out this fake show and give them a proper ending so they don't get killed. Right. For for not finishing the series that ended like a hundred years ago. Right. During Fry's time, there was the show that was basically based on Alan McBeal, which was the unmarried um, something lawyer. And, yeah, yeah. And, and it was basically since the, the signals you know, went out in space, this one, you know, this one alien you know, race was totally into the show, but they didn't get a proper ending because the show ended. Um, Single female lawyer. There it is. Engineer just yep. put it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they want, they need, in order to destroy the, not destroy the earth, they have to figure out a way to come up with an ending for it. Yes. <laughs> So funny. Yes, which is a great one. So also it's a beautiful one. Um then what's the other one? That uh for me I kinda uh stopped watching the show. It was uh Terrence and Phillips show from mm, South Park. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, which basically uh, it's uh, making fun of all types of stuff. Uh potty humor jokes straight up. Uh Canadian humor. It just goes all in. That was one of from cartoons. But the 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 one I really wanted to bring up was Ember Island Players on um, <laughs> the oh, last day yeah. render. 
Yeah, yeah, I know Zach, you're not fond of that episode, but uh, it, it just captures the, <laughs> it does a huge synopsis of the series, mm-hmm. makes fun of it, and, and shows you a possibility of what propaganda and how it works against them. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, I just like, it, it to me worked on so many different levels in which it, it's basically a recap, a recap show without being a recap show. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that, that, yeah, I definitely remember that. That's a great yeah. episode. Uh, it's a great episode. Yes. Yeah, it's an episode. Uh, <laughs> that that is great, mind, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel it's a great episode. Yes. Yes, it is an episode that is great. <laughs> we have had hours of discussion on this episode alone which yes. we're not going to touch upon here because <laughs> <laughs> man we could be a dead horse to death <laughs> with this stuff but yeah no but it is a good it's a good pick it is definitely a yeah. good pick i'm surprised uh frank didn't bring up inspector space time you know i thought about inspector space time i am not a huge fan of that aspect of community <laughs> okay <laughs> that's why I didn't but bring it, it up. exists oh it exists yeah. it absolutely exists it's, yeah. a, it's a dr hugh uh, uh, pastiche or, or, or um, um, parody that Abed mm-hmm. loves that he gets into. Oh, yeah. yeah. Which it's one of those, I, you know, I get it. I was never a big Doctor Who guy to begin with. Maybe that's why I didn't think much of it. No, but I, I can see that. Yeah. It's not my favorite part of, of community. Okay. I mean, they, they do a lot of cool stuff with it, but at the same time, I'm kind of like, eh, you could have just done Doctor Who. <laughs> and not, I mean, they did they because there's that, and there's what's the show that do you remember the name of the show that Abed's into that's Game of Thrones, basically? No, but I remember he was into that other show that gave us the title Six Seasons in the Movie. The, oh, the Cape, the Cape. I was gonna say, like, like wasn't the Cape, but then I was like, wait, the Cape was a real show, but the though. Cape is a real show, yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. but there's but there, without spoiling anything because this is actually a, one of the best things about Abed's stuff in, in community is, is the whole thing with Cougar Town. That's amazing. Yes. All yeah, that stuff is awesome. Show. That stuff is terrific. <laughs> I love all that. That but that part of his character I think is is so good. But yeah, yeah. Inspector Space Time I thought was was all right. The Courtney Cox <laughs> show? Cougar Yeah, Town? Yeah, Cougar yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. He goes into a whole thing about it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was just funny. <laughs> yeah. Because it leads to because what makes that even funnier is it's part of the sh- he describes the real show in which they parody a real movie using that. Mm-hmm. My dinner with Andre mm-hmm. is used. Well, basically, it's the base of the episode yeah. that they use um, him going to Cougar Town, or at least yeah. uh, going to the set of Cougar Town. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, okay. I think they're fans of each other. The the who's the community? I'm blanking on the guy's name. Dan Harmon. Dan Harmon. I think Dan Harmon and and Bill Lawrence, who was the creator of Cougar Town, and Ted Lasso. Um, mm-hmm. You know, one showrunner now. Uh, I th- I think they're fans of each other. Yeah. Okay. Is is the sense I have? Yeah. Okay. No, it was nice send up to them then. Yeah. If they're not, if they're not friends themselves, I don't like that. I don't know, but okay. you know. But Frank, can I guess another one from yours on your list? Sure, go ahead. Interdimensional cable, Rick and Morty. Oh, I mean, I, I thought about it. Yeah, there's some good ones in that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just there, there's a whole litany of stuff like what ants on your eyes. That 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 one. <laughs> yeah, that was what good. Wall <laughs> fondlers. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, that's good too. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, um, yeah. Brothers who are brothers but not brothers. That one. Yes, that one's good too. 
but uh, yeah, but Zach, if you haven't seen this already, it, it's basically an episode in which they parody TV yeah. from different dimensions. No, in which, I remember that. Okay. That was yeah. in our okay. watch challenge. Yes, yeah. yes. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah we did do a watch challenge. Yeah. I, I forgot that was part of the list. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It was. It was uh, Rick and Morty and what? Cowboy Bebop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That oh, was our watch. That was our say- watch challenge episode. Yeah. Yeah. From 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 a ways back. Yeah. But that was but. But before we get into the description of it, it's funny that you mentioned Cowboy Bebop because that's on my list too. Oh, okay. Remember Big Shot? Interesting. All right, let's do let's do let's do Rick and Morty first, and then and we'll jump to the Cowboy Bebop one. So so what's the Rick? Give me the 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 synopsis for the Rick and Morty one. This the Rick and Morty episode basically boils down to this. Um, Rick has a device that allows people to see or allows his family to see. Uh, other dimensional TV as a way to not get bored or whatever, but it basically it's what a montage of different ideas just thrown together one after the other, one after the other, after the other, and he does it and they do it twice. But to me, what makes it funny is the other examples of different shows that are so absurd but seen in different uh like what like what I said with ants on ants on the eyes. Ants on the eyes, Johnson. Frank, is that a great <laughs> description of it? Or? Yeah, yeah, like for sure. That, that's it's one of those. Um, you get to see, you know, like you said, the answers. It's one of those things where you can tell it's it's a situation where they're just in a booth riffing on stuff, and then they animated it. So like Anson's eyes, Johnson. One one's the guy that the doors commercial. Remember the 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 guy that sells doors, and then he he gets done with the commercial, and gets in his car. Oh yeah, and, real fake door salesman. Right, and he gets his his car and goes home, and they're like, "Is this part of the commercial? Are we following him home? I don't understand <laughs> this at all." Um. <laughs> But yeah, you've got that. Uh, you've got um, what's the other ones? You've got like ball fondlers, which is funny, which is like an A team type group. Um, there's the big movie, which is like I said, the brothers with the brothers who aren't brothers, um, and they're fighting. It gets this, this things just get bigger and bigger. The scene, like they're fighting dinosaurs and they're fighting you know aliens. Um, what's another one? Oh, this the strawberry squiggles, which is the commercial within the show. For yeah, a, yeah. a product, the Lucky Charms one, <laughs> which is basically Lucky Charms, which is um, both funny and disturbing. So I'll just leave it at that. But right. yeah, an animational cable I enjoyed quite a bit. I think that's that's a fun one. I like the idea of it a lot. I think the idea that mm-hmm. you know being able to see um, what's going on or what TV shows, and then the idea that the for the bigger part of the episodes that no that you can see like like um, what Jerry's life might have been different, you know how it might have been different within this another dimension. So it's a good one. Yeah, it's a fun episode. It is. It yeah, is. you're right, Frank. It just screams so much of just like I, I have, I have a a, a gag idea for a fake yeah. movie, and it's just you know, it's just a a destination for all of those ideas. Well, I mean, one of our one one part when they're doing the the voiceover for one of them, they someone breaks character and starts laughing because it's so absurd. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And then Tommy, what was the Cowboy Bebop one that you were saying that? was sparked by uh by bringing up the the old the old episode the old watch challenge we did uh if you remember uh big shots is that uh mm-hmm. that show in the beginning like there's a black guy and a um a blonde in which they uh, uh try and show them bounties that they can capture and it's it's yeah. like a uh pre- presentation show when they look to see more bounties right yeah that's the one i was thinking about from cowboy bebop yeah it's kind of kind of game showy also yeah. Right. Yeah. like yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a fun one. You don't see a whole lot. It's just basically just all exposition, right? Like here's 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 the guy's rap sheet, basically right. that they're that they're going after. Yeah, 
but it's a fun, it's a fun, creative way to do it. Mm -hmm. Do we have any word if they're doing it in the Netflix show? Are we going to see that in the Netflix show coming up? I would hope it so. looks like I it. So. I, I, I watched some of the trailers and everything. It looks like okay. it, it certainly looks like that from a shot that I think that's what they're doing. Okay. For it. I haven't so, yeah. seen anything from it yet. I have, um, I have one more on my list that I, that I thought of was, um, smash Adams was, right. uh, the James Bond, uh, spoof in, in Doug, the James Bond <laughs> movies, in, in, which, which um you love Doug. This may be also like one of the things that got me into James Bond. Also, that I didn't think about you know before, but it's like yeah, I like I really love all the Smash Adams segments and and bits from all the Doug episodes, and it may be the best James Bond theme spoof <laughs> I've ever heard. And we'll put it up if I can find it. But I've been looking <laughs> for a good copy of this for years. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Uh, and then there's one more from Doug that's also, I mean, doesn't get anywhere near the, um, the focus, but right. there's a comic he loves called Man of Steel Man. <laughs> <laughs> that's just fun. Okay. Yeah. The last one I have, this one's only for me, mm. solely for me. Okay. No one else will have any clue what this is. And it is a show called West Drive mm -hmm. that is a fictional show in the world of Degrassi. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> so as long as Degrassi's been on, they've been talking about a show that they watch called West Drive that is basically Degrassi. <laughs> it's a show that films in Toronto. So every once in a while, their classmates are actors on the show West Drive. Oh, wow. <laughs> or, like, or they want to be actors on West Drive. But they also all complain about West Drive of being you know, it's too like topic of the week or it's too preachy. So it's just their way to make fun of their own show. And they've been doing it the whole time. And, and it's great. Okay. I love that one. <laughs> That's hilarious. That sounds funny. <laughs> yeah. That sounds fun. You guys have any more? I have one, but it was more along the lines of something similar to Clifton's in which it's something that I watch. I'm not sure how mm -hmm. up to date you guys are with Insecure. But every season they did a parody of a show, but I'm trying to look within my notes to see what it was. Because basically, like, one season was a parody show with Martin and they had certain cast members from Martin. Mm. And another show, it was a parody of, um, I want to say Ayana Fixed My Life, but I just got to look through my notes. But while I'm looking through my notes, I was thinking, um, How I Met Your Mother? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. When Barney finds out that Robin was on the show with um, Alan Thicke. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. I think the show was called Space Teens or whatever. Where she's Robin Sparkles. Yes. They keep they beat they beat that Robin Sparkles thing to death. They did. Yeah. Yes. They did. The 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 gag there for for people who haven't watched How I Met Your Mother is Robin, one of the main characters, is revealed at one point to have been a Canadian pop star. Yeah. She was like a <laughs> like a teenage mall diva. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, in the 1990s, but all the clips you see look straight like you know, like Tiffany stuff from the 80s and everything mm -hmm. like that. And everything. and the gag is, is that we're in Canada. We didn't get the we didn't get the 80s until the 1990s. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, she, she had a hit single called "Let's Go to the Mall Today." <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yes. And yeah. it's great. It's great for a while, but they they do definitely. Yeah. You know. Just, they do. Just chop it to oh god. They 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 get every ounce of juice out of <laughs> out of that <laughs> yeah. lemon. Yeah. Yep, <laughs> yeah. For sure. 
and there is one that I never knew existed because I was too young to know about this show called 20 Questions. 20 Questions was on different cartoons. You remember that? No. No. No? Mm-mm. No. Okay. G.I. Joe had a had a host called Hector Ramirez. Okay. In which he would like interview Joe's or transform it was on Transformers. It was a parody like of Harada Wavery. <laughs> sounds no. it sounds familiar, but yeah, I can't remember. Oh God. It, it it was something that I vaguely remember. But in in those shows, Transformers, G.I. Joe's, Inhumanoids, and Jim and the Holograms, there was a host named Hector Ramirez who acts like a talk show host and then he was hyping up controversies or digging up dirt on the heroes and then playing down the facts. It was like, it was, uh, ah, I'm trying to think of the episodes that involved it, but the only one that stuck really with me was the one from G.I. Joe. Hmm. No, I have no memory of this at all. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. But Never you mind. set me up perfectly because I did recall uh, um, <laughs> another one from The Simpsons, one of my favorite ones, and then we'll start closing out, but uh, it was Gentle Ben from The Simpsons. And it's one joke, but basically, uh, Gentle Ben is a bear. Mm-hmm. Yep, <laughs> with a helmet that has a microphone taped to it <laughs> that you know it's basically like like oprah and and geraldo and donahue and stuff like that and it's just it's just an awesome gag of you know the bear finding the craft table and <laughs> <laughs> so we'll post the clip up for that too and then tommy the one the one from steven universe that we couldn't think of i finally found it's lonely blade lonely blade <laughs> lonely blade was like was like the zatuichi like samurai, uh, like movie that that he was into. <laughs> okay. Well, ah, oh, finally I can go to sleep now. That was gonna keep me up. Oh wow. <laughs> um. All right. So, uh, we're gonna start closing out, and we're all gonna go around and say which one of these uh shows within a show or comic within a comic, whatever, do we wish is an actual show for us to watch? But first, <laughs> if you like the show, you can check out all of our episodes on YouTube and let me know how it is.com. Just please, however you find us, don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave us a review. And finally, you can send us all your topic ideas to us on Twitter or in the comments. Our Twitter handles are show's initials, L-M-K-H-I-I. All right, let's go around. Which one do we wish was an actual thing to consume? I'll go first. I'll just say I wish they had a show called Psycho Dad. Bro. Married with children. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Mm-hmm. I want. I just want to see that fleshed out because I think that'd make an awesome sitcom and it'd be funny as hell just to see it played out now. And it, I mean, it, it could be Dexter themed if you want to make it that extreme, <laughs> but just a comedic tone, whatever the case may be. But I just the fact that they we never get a um actual uh, uh actor or family within that role would make it great for or ripe for uh, uh, the premise for a real show. I mean, hell, it could have been a Breaking Bad show. It could have been Breaking Bad for all I know. <laughs> all right. One vote for Psycho Dad. <laughs> nice. Nice. Uh, surprising pick, but cool. I'm in. I'm in. Clifton, what's yours? So I'm going with one. It's, it's not something that's come up yet this episode, and it's from the 1993 film Matinee by Joe Dante. Again, I'm possibly the only person who's ever seen this movie. I'm not sure because I never see people talk about it. But in my younger days, it was one that I watched a ton. And the premise of it was that it's set during the Cuban Missile Crisis. And John Goodman plays like this kind of showman who's running around the country with his new movie gimmick. And like back when you had 3D and 
smell-o-vision and all these things. And he's created like some new form of, of interactive cinema that he's spreading in the 60s. But in it, there's a film called Mant mm-hmm. that we see pieces of throughout the movie. And it is like a 1950s, you know, early 60s, like B-grade uh, sci-fi horror movie that's basically influenced by The Fly. So it's about a man who gets exposed to radiation and, and starts turning into a human-sized ant, like part man, part ant. So it's called <laughs> Mant. And like the, the segments we see in the movie when they're showing it in the theaters is hilarious. And I would watch the whole movie just of Mant made by Joe Dante and whoever was involved in making that one. That's what I would watch. The whole thing just of that. And Matinee is excellent. It's currently on Stars. Ah. If anybody has Stars, you can go watch Matinee. But it is a great, fun, uh, you know, young adult movie from 1993. I love the Mant title. That's, for sure. <laughs> That's awesome. Frank, what's yours? Uh, I'm going with, I'm going to go with Monsignor Martinez. I'd watch that. I I I, okay. I I I get a lot of novellas in my life now, um, mm-hmm. so I'd watch. I'd this watch. There supposedly was a um, a pilot shot for a live action version of the show that was going to be, I guess, going to be on Fox or that Mike Judge was shopping around, but it didn't. It didn't. It wasn't. It didn't get made. Like the huh. actual pilot. Yeah. So it didn't. The series didn't get made. But I'd watch the series. Um, apparently, according to King of the Hill Wiki, it says uh, long considered lost. A VH copy of it was discovered by a private collector in 2020, but has yet been made publicly available due to legal concerns. So, fingers crossed, I'll get to see the pilot someday. Yeah, how's that not on YouTube? My goodness, right? Yeah. That's ridiculous. Yep, it's like that's like the Gen 13 movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, I am going to go with uh. Either McBain or Radioactive Man. Mm. I would like to see as movies that are, uh, I just think they would be fun to do right now, animate them, but make them basically commenting on the genre that they're, that they're like aping, you know? So Mm. yeah, give me, give me a a self-aware comic book movie that's commenting on comic book movies. Okay. I'm all in. I'd love that. I would love to see that. Um, so yeah. All right, so that's that's it. That's uh, shows within the show uh, for us. As always, we'll post links and examples to everything we talk about on letmeknowhowitis.com. So please remember to like us and follow us on social media, and we will see you guys next week. Thanks for listening. <laughs>